Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because yep, we're We're going going there. Hello, Christian. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. Love our recording days. I know. So fun, guys. We get together, I don't know, weekly, every other week to record a bunch of podcasts all at one time. So Actually, these days it's feeling like every day we're talking about But we love spending time together. Yes. So there you go. Guys, we are excited to jump in this kind of new series that we are walking through, the book of Esther. So want to kind of preface this series a little bit. If you guys did not listen to our episode last week with Stacey Pastor King, she walked us through the book of Esther and what we can learn from that book. We met Stacey through some seminary like friends that we have, and she just has a ton of wisdom in Bible literacy in general. If you guys have been around in our community for a while now, you guys know Samantha and I's love for the Bible and learning the Bible and just really wanting people to dive into God's word, learn from it, learn with their own eyes and with their own ears what God's word has to say. And so we're really passionate about that. And so we understand that this series that we're walking into is a little different, but we Mm -hmm. hope that with just what we have built here, that you guys are up for something a little different. And so the next four weeks, we are going to be going through the book of Esther and some themes that we see from it, because we think there's a lot of value that we can gain from God's word in today's world and moving forward as Christians who love and glorify God and what we do. Yeah, I kind of love that we're doing this too. Christian and I have kind of been nervous about it because we're not seminary trained. We aren't theologians. We're, you know, we're just, we say like a lot. We're just kind (laughs) of like these girls who get on here and talk about these topics with you guys. And thankfully, so many of you have loved our conversations. And so for this, I think we can be intimidated because we know in our daily lives, I love reading God's Word every day and taking it in. And I feel very confident and comfortable talking about what I'm learning in small group settings and with friends. But there's also space in that if someone's able to say like, ah, I think you might have misinterpreted that detail or whatever. So we're kind of coming on here. We're asking for you to give us grace and Hopefully this is a cool way for you guys to see that you don't need to have it all together, have things figured out before you can go and study a book of the Bible. And so Esther's definitely a book that you probably haven't read a bunch of devotionals about or seen people kind of break down. And so I'm excited for it. And if you're wanting to go further with this, Anna Lynn Frazier from our church has written a email devotional that you can sign up for and get really cool devotionals about Esther into your mailbox. And that's a way to kind of dive deeper and to go along with the study. So we'll give more details on how to sign up for that if you're interested. Love it on our social media and at the end of the episode. Yeah, so we are excited. So again, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, Stacy gave us a really good rundown of just what the book of Esther is about. We would encourage you to go listen because it will make a lot more sense as we run through a few of these themes. So the first theme that in the book of Esther, we see a lot that and we can be encouraged that God works in the chaos of life. You will read this book and there are so many messy things, kind of crazy things. I think in a, this world, we think oh no, like now our world is chaotic, but no, no, no. This book is chaotic. People are getting stabbed and there's a lot of weird things in it. And so even just showing us that God works in the chaos. And so starting out in the very, kind of just to give you a picture of where we are at in the Bible in this story is that right now the Jews are in exile, meaning that they were in Israel. They're sent out of Israel waiting to enter into the promised land. And at this point, 
Esther is a Jew, and all of the Jews are kind of spread across different countries. Mm -hmm. Esther is placed in the country of Persia. And so she is around a lot of different people of a lot of different religious groups, ethnicities. Everyone's kind of mixed and mingling. And so everyone right now, all of these Jews are kind of just floundering. No one is really following necessarily what God is teaching. No one's really taking his teaching seriously. And so already how the book is even set up, Esther is already probably not really understanding totally what she is even supposed to be doing in her faith or as a Jew. And so we are already set up in chaos in the beginning of the book. Yeah. And this kind of feels really relatable to me. Maybe you're listening to this and can relate to this. I remember I had grown up a Christian, came to college. I was really just, I knew I was following God, but I didn't have anyone around me that was like looking into that. I re- I really remember like being on my dorm floor and being like, is anyone else, I wonder, like looking for a student ministry? And no one kind of was like the girls I met around me. No one was saying like, hey, is anyone going to these student ministries and wanting to like live out their faith? And so I remember feeling like that. You kind of start living in the way that the people surrounding you do. And so it would be this battle I would have internally of like, wait, I actually want to be pursuing my faith still, but no one around me is really doing that. So these parties are kind of fun. I'll just kind of do that for a while. Mm. I don't know. Maybe Esther felt like that a little like, oh, I know I'm following and committed to this God, but there's no one around me. Stacy said this in her interview, like there was no one in that area that was kind of showing her how to be like a role model mm-hmm. for a, a good Jewish woman. So she yeah. was just kind of like, going through the motions, I think. Yeah. So I think that's just like point number one, that literally we are set up in the book in this chaotic time. And I think even to that, I hear all the time, obviously our world, we are all not blind to see that right now our world feels really chaotic. There are tons of things in the news every day. There are tons of things on social media every day that can easily just feel so out of control. And for sure it is. We live in a fallen and broken world. But I think to me, when reading this book, I was encouraged to see that like, no, God still works in the total chaos of how people do not follow him and how people rebel against what is the best like thing. So to me, that brought a little bit of comfort because, gosh, this world can feel really chaotic. I think even for me personally, as I walk into even this morning, the chaos of my life, even being a really mundane, normal day, is so chaotic. My kids are running around in the morning. I'm frazzled. I'm probably overwhelmed. I'm impatient. I'm frustrated. All of the chaos that is just happening in my normal day-to-day life, God is working in that. And I can be encouraged that even when my life feels chaotic or feels out of control, that he has a plan that his story is going to happen through that. And I can be a part of that by following him. So that's encouraging to me, at least. I love this too. So in this chaos, we kind of see this idea of maybe we don't have to have it all figured out for the final result, but that God's really just calling us to be obedient and taking the next faithful step. And we see that in the story of Esther and we see her like grow in that too. It Mm -hmm. becomes easier for her to do that. You know how we all have those seasons where it's like, wow, God's like really putting this in my face right now. I really feel like I've been convicted of this and just kind of learning more and more about, you know, maybe obedience, maybe faithfulness in our Christian walk isn't this grandiose, like, I'm calling you to be a missionary, sell everything you have and go overseas, (laughs) or you need to do this or that, like these big giant things. For some people, and even in my life, I have seen times I needed to like step out in faith like that. However, I think it's actually harder sometimes for us to just be people that take the next faithful step, to just follow him, to be in tune with the spirit, to hear from him, to be like prayerful about like asking God to teach you what the next step is Mm -hmm. and to then doing that. Oh my gosh, like I am learning that everywhere right now. 
Maybe it's because we're in the waiting process of adoption. And it's just like, I can't tell you when I'm going to have another baby in our Mm -hmm. family. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know anything about, honestly, tomorrow. Like, I could get an email tomorrow. Like, that. Mm -hmm. my close friends, like, know this process. It's literally unreal. Yeah. And so it's just like this really unsettling feeling at times. But I have learned to kind of, like, love sitting in this because it forces me to just say, like, God, I know I'm being obedient right now by just waiting for you to tell me what to do next. And I can't tell you what July will look like in my life. And I can't tell you, yeah, what decision I'm going to be making at that time. But I just know right now I'm going to be faithful to the next step. And it's honestly freeing. And I really think we see that in Esther's story of like, he's not saying, hey, here's the final thing I'm going to ask you to do. And I need you to like grow to do that. It's like, no, do this. Do this, do this, and I will lead the next mm-hmm. step. And we'll unpack this a little bit more, but she even goes through a transition. We see that in her character that at first people are kind of making decisions, and then ultimately she has to make her own big decision. And so even in that, you see God's sovereignty in that chaos that for a while she's just kind of going along with it, and eventually it comes to her making this big decision, which is really awesome. And so I think that too, you know, we look at Esther's life and in the chaos of that setting and just the cultural moment at that time, we see her not really really knowing everything, not really understanding everything. And she is literally just taking the next faithful step if she can see that step or if she can't see that step. And so I think sometimes it takes me to even just feeling that sometimes I feel like I need to have it all together. I need to be going back to my parenting example. I need to be the most patient mom. I need to be the most loving wife. I need to be the best homemaker. I need to be the best employee for God to use me. And that is just so false that God uses people in their messiness that I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to perform in a certain way all the time in this like perfect structured way that he comes into my mess because he created me and that he comes into that and he uses me for his purposes. And so that is so encouraging to me and something that we see in Esther throughout the story that he uses these people when they are just acting messy and not in sorts. That makes me think of the question And I want to hear your opinion on this, Christian, because we're kind of different in how we think through things like this. Like the question of what's your five-year plan or like goal setting, Mm. like there's such a – how many times can we say this on this podcast? It's always a tension of like what side or the other. I mean, obviously, it's good to have goals. It's good to have dreams. It's good to plan things out. But there can, I think, in our society be too much pressure of like, well, what's your five-year plan? What's your one-year plan for your business, for your family, for your whatever it is? Insert whatever stresses you out. And it's like, The thought of a five-year plan literally gives me hives because I'm like, I don't know what God wants me to be doing Mm -hmm. in five years, but I know what he wants me to be doing today. Mm -hmm. And some days it's like, I know what he wants me to be doing this hour, and I'm Mm going to be faithful in that. And to like put my mind into that five-year thing, again, it can be good and to have dreams and to like work towards those things. But I think it can kind of debilitate us a little bit of like, oh, well, I know what this five-year plan is, but like, what do I do today to get there? Mm -hmm. It's like, just be faithful in today. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Talk about tension because as you say that, like, no, no need for, I'm like breaking out in hives. You're like, wait, we don't have a five-year plan for this podcast or for our friendship or for what? (laughs) No, guys, that's totally me because I do think it's living in that tension because I even think, you know, God gave us brains. He gave us the ability to reason and have wisdom and use our minds to make smart decisions that will set us up for success in the future. But it is so true that those five years are already ordained and planned by God. And so my job right there is to to be in tune with the spirit, to be meeting with God daily and to make the like next faithful step. If that's different than my five-year plan, 
or on track with my five-year plan, which guys, that is hard to say, Yeah, but that is the reality of it. And so even again, we see this time and time again through the story that God is working in the chaos. We will unpack this as more as well, but God is never mentioned in this book, but we see so many different parts of him in the story that are just weaving through the chaos of the storyline. And a few of those things being that he uses really broken and really honestly like terrible people (laughs) to we see this through the whole Bible. Yes, but to ultimately bring about his plan. And so a few of those examples being King Xerxes, this is obviously Esther becomes queen. And this so this is her husband and the King Xerxes at the time. He is a super like... I don't even know how to describe him. He loves to drink, loves to have sex, loves to party, has lots of money. Yes, has really irrational ways of thinking through things. So in no way are we ever given any information that he would be following God and be in tune with any sort of just like anything outside of himself. And so he is solely just living for his own pleasure, for his own fun. And we see that create a lot of chaos in the story. And then we also see that in Haman. So Haman is kind of Xerxes' right-hand guy, and he carries out a lot of different things in the story, which we'll talk more about, but one of them being kind of like this lot or this like law that will essentially like kill all of the Jews. And through this story, he's like, let's impale this dude. Let's impale this dude. And he's like, yeah, he's going around just like, totally living him for himself, wanting just all of the glory. Really rash decisions. Yeah. And so we see him like total chaos in his actions and his responses to like really just normal or just like regular things. He's super rash. And so we see even that, that ultimately in the very end of the story, God's plan does happen even through these really messy people in chaotic situations. Yeah, I love that. Again, I think this is something we all hear throughout scripture, but it I, I feel like we can't say it enough. Like if you feel messy, if you feel chaotic, if you feel broken, it's like you don't have to fix any of that to come to Jesus. In fact, it's probably going to be more problematic if you try to do that. I mm-hmm. think we just have to daily remind ourselves like God wants all of me, whatever it looks like, wherever my heart is right now, whatever my intentions are, whatever I don't feel like I have together, he wants to use that and he can use that. And so I hope that's encouraging. I'm excited to continue to break down the book of Esther and go through it. I really enjoyed a lot from it and learned a lot from it. So if you are doing this with us, if you're doing the email devotional, if you are listening to these episodes or see stuff on our social media, let us know what you're learning or taking away from this because we're excited to be doing this alongside all of you. Yeah, we'd love to hear more. So let us know what you're learning. Hey, I really hope you guys have loved diving into the book of Esther with us. If you're looking for more in this book of the Bible and wanting to see more of how the themes in this story applies to our life today, then you can sign up for a really cool email devotional written by our friend and coworker, Annalyn Frazier. To do so, all you have to do is sign up in the link in our show notes or on our Instagram in the bio or on our Facebook page, and you will get these devotionals sent right to your inbox. It's a quick and easy way to dive deeper into the book of Esther. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Bye.